This is episode number 223. What does true equality mean? With Caleb Pearson. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lokeed, and this is the Overcoming Out podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being is if you have enjoyed any of the previous episodes or if this is your first time tuning in, consider supporting our cause by making a donation through our website at overcomingodds.today so we can continue creating and sharing these courageous and inspiring conversations. The second announcement that I wanted to make is an invitation to all of our listeners to our upcoming experience called Survive to Thrive Attitude of Gratitude. This is a weekly conversation that is broadcasted live through Facebook and LinkedIn where we explore the topics around the concepts of the connection between gratitude and grief, gratitude and resilience, gratitude and relationships in our lives, and many other topics. If you'd like to know more details about any of these upcoming experiences, please visit our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find the time and place that each and every single one of these takes place. Last but not least, if you've enjoyed any of the previous episodes, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. There he is. Caleb, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm slightly jealous of the fact that you got the COVID vaccine now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob says I'm still waiting on the first. And as, as I shared with you, I signed up for every single wait list there is possible outside of the state of Texas. Just <laughs> At this point, I'm willing to go anywhere to take it and then kind of just go to the next chapter of life. I feel like I've been... I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like I've been somewhat stuck in, mm. this, in this chapter and I'm ready to flip the page and go on to the next one. You know, I think a lot of us can relate. I think we're in it together, right? We're all <laughs> in it together, a global thing. So um, We have the vaccine over here in Montgomery. So, I mean, you are more than welcome. I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't control the vaccine. <laughs> But I am I am happy that I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to receive both doses and I am in good health. Um, it was the Pfizer, and uh, I'm good. I'm good. What What was that experience like? I know you said it was the drive through that you were able to go through. Like, did you feel anything afterwards? So yeah, it's the drive through. Um, the first time I got the first dose, it was just some fatigue. I think I slept for like twelve or thirteen hours afterwards. Uh, but you drive through, they give you the vaccine, they put a, a number on your windshield because you wait for 15 minutes in case there's any kind of immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the second one, though, you know, I was told that the second one is the one that really just knocks people out with the fevers, the chills and mm. stuff like that. Um, but this one, uh, I was fine, really, really tired, very uh, fatigued. And then I had like full body and joint aches last night, but I took two Tylenol and I was good to go. I'm fine this morning, got up and did my cardio and everything. 
That's awesome. Well, for those that are listening, when I do take the vaccine and if all of a sudden you don't see me hosting the podcast on a daily basis, <laughs> you'll you'll hopefully understand what the reasoning is. But I'm glad that we're able to come together. I'm glad that we're able to have this conversation around this concept of equality, something that's been in the back of my mind, something that I have a lot of questions, significantly more questions than answers to. And I'm wondering maybe the best way that we can even approach this topic at hand is by choosing to tackle the question above us. And that is, in your perspective and based on your own experience, what does true equality even mean to you? So that's a good question. And there's something that I bring up. So I'm I'm, I'm a military um, uh I, I teach people, so I'm in military education. So um, as an instructor, uh, we, we, we talk about equality and true equality. And one thing that I bring up often is, are we, are we talking about equality based off of how you want to be treated? Or are we talking about equality based off of experiences? And if that's the truth, or if that's the fact, uh, then uh, we are not all equal in that we all have different experiences throughout life. Mm-hmm. However, the definition of equality being that of um, the state of being equal or uh, especially in like status or, or rights or in opportunity, um, I think it's important to also plug in that you cannot have true equality without equity. Mm-hmm. Um, equity being uh, the quality of being fair, uh, of being impartial. Um, And I think a lot of people don't think about that part of equality and the true meaning of equality uh, if they don't add in the equity part. You have to be equitable. Um, Fair treatment, impartial treatment, both on what it is you're trying to seek equality on and also are you willing and ready to deal with the consequences if you are out of line? Are you ready to also be treated equally and with equity? Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong. Is it based on your own experience and your own, your own observations, do many people then at the core seek equity and not equality and just happen to characterize equity as equality? Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people don't differentiate the two or maybe seek one over the other. Um, In my experience of, you know, being in the military, we have what's called military equal opportunity. uh, And a lot of people just focus on, am I being afforded the same opportunities? Mm -hmm. Um, it's one thing if I am to offer you, if I'm off, if, if I'm going to offer one person an orange mm-hmm. and then I also offer you an orange, but the orange is maybe a little bit more rotted or maybe I I've peeled his orange, but I haven't peeled yours. Um, I've equally offered you an orange, but is the offering equitable? Mm-hmm. Is it fair and impartial? Uh, I'm giving you the opportunity to take this orange, but to what degree or what level of quality is this orange that I'm offering both of you? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It does. 
And it, it's a really good point that you bring that up because it, it makes me think of this example. So two or three months, maybe four months ago, I don't know how long it's been, you know, COVID cause has kind of made time flat instead of <laughs> <laughs> incremental um, growth. So I was calling a bank and I was calling my bank regarding uh, this fee, which was completely 110% my fault. I had um, put a charge. I think it might've, I, I essentially, one of the services, it might've been my car that I was paying for. I had uh, paid for um, through my checking account, but then I don't have a checking account. I only have savings. So everything goes through that, even the debit card and everything. And then after a while, I realized that, oh, man, I actually made the payment through an account that doesn't exist. So -hmm. therefore, I'm going to get the overdraft or whatever the fee is. So I ended up calling the bank and I had to go through kind of chain of commands, go from the teller to the branch manager. And I think I might have gotten as high as the the vice president of of this bank. And I, w- I was talking to her and I was explaining the situation and I, you know, approached it from a complete human uh, perspective. And I said, Hey, this is my fault. This is 110, my error that I made. There's nothing that you guys did wrong, but I'm wondering if there's a way for you to accommodate for it because there, there's just nothing that I could do. You know, I'm going to change this move, moving forward. And what she had mentioned was that if she had to, if she was going to do that for me, then she would have to do that for everyone. Well, here's my only question in regard to that is that in theory, even though that is true, if she chooses to do that for me, therefore she can do that for everyone. But then there's the other part here. And that is how many people actually choose to ask and how many people actually choose to create opportunities when opportunities don't exist. Mm. So to what degree does a person of her position owe the same thing that I had come to her to ask to everyone? And that's where I think this concept of does everyone have equal opportunity really has been in the back of my mind. Because I think in theory, you know, the playing field is there. Mm-hmm. You can call that bank. My mom can call that bank. My friends can call that bank. But then there's that also, I think for me, it's the differentiator. Mm. And that is how far are you willing to go in life to get that thing? Mm. And that's where I think like that role of persistence and perseverance plays a role. And that's where I don't, I don't know where I am when it comes to that question as far as does everyone have equal opportunity? Because I'm also curious to what degree can people create their own opportunities within the opportunity? And then, you know, with every opportunity that I create, is that an opportunity that should be given to everyone else as a handout? Mm, right. Right. And, you know, you brought up a good point um, as far as what's to be expected or I think what people feel like they deserve, mm-hmm. um, they feel like it should just be freely given to them. And then what are you actually doing to go get it? So, I mean, it's just like with success in business or success in education or whatever it is that you do in your life. I mean, you you may be on the outside and you may be looking at somebody else's successes or um, the things that they've uh, they've achieved or the things that they have. And it may get you down, but then you have to take a look at, well, what opportunities did they create and go after for themselves to make mm-hmm. that happen? And if they chose to move upon certain avenues or in certain ways, if they chose to move and have 
opened up these doors, have received these things, uh, just like with uh, the conversation you had with the bank individual. If you chose to go to that individual, you chose to make that phone call, you chose to seek that opportunity. You didn't know Mm -hmm. if it was going to be given to you or not, but you opened that door. If I was in the same situation but chose to do nothing about it, am I then not being equally treated? Is mm-hmm. that inequality for me? No, mm-hmm. I didn't act upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the question is, is where do we group? How do we group equality? Is there innate inequality? Things that we should just be expected um, mm-hmm. to have? Um, some, somewhat of like a, a born right, right? Um, in equality is, is maybe human beings at a basic level. And mm-hmm. then... Are, is there equality in opportunity? Now, it'd be different if the bank individual accepted your phone call but didn't accept mine. Because mm-hmm. then now the opportunity is taken away from me. I didn't even have the opportunity to have this conversation and maybe receive what it is that I'm trying to receive. Mm-hmm. But So there's a lot of factors in there. There, there are those who are seeking the opportunities and those who have the power to grant access to it. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's also, it brings up another question as far as I, I don't even know how to dive into that or answer it. But when it comes to that opportunity component, like, don't get me wrong. There, there are blatant acts of discrimination and mm-hmm. everything that happens. I've seen it happen multiple times throughout my life. But then I also wonder just in my own pursuit when it comes to this um, opportunity component you know one of the things that I do on a daily basis is I'll send emails to prospective schools colleges universities Mm. and pose this uh, topic of workshops to speak to them now out of each batch I don't know how many open it I don't know how many like actually choose to respond but it's a relatively small number let's say out of Mm. a thousand like 20 or 50 Mm -hmm. And it gets me thinking as far as, and and I tested this theory and and it's proven some of the hypothesis that I had. And that is if I were to slightly, not even tweak the message, but send it at a different time. Mm -hmm. So like I sent it on a Monday at nine and now I'll send it on another, the same exact batch on a Wednesday at 11. And it's a completely different open rate, completely different response rate. And so I'm also wondering when it comes to the opportunity, maybe it's just not the right time when the individual contacted them, you know, maybe like when you contacted me about this bank problem, I might've been experiencing a loss within a family. Right. And so I wasn't really in a position to be open to the possibility of get, of saying yes to certain exceptions where it was more so no, 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 because the other part of my life was occupying so much of my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think there's just like a, it's just an interesting phenomenon to explore. Like how does that actually work? You know, right? Um, yeah, th- I think there's there's so many variables uh, that maybe we we don't account for, or maybe we don't really think about uh, on an analy- an analytical basis, like on a, on a level um, deeper than maybe surface. Um, just like you asked, maybe was it not the right time? What's going on in that person's life, or? those individuals' lives or that organization that maybe, you know, I've put this out there, uh, maybe they're just not ready for it. 
is is there extenuating circumstances that are keeping them from um, this opportunity, which brings me back to the person who actually controls mm-hmm. the narrative or the the ability to award or even start that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've been in a similar situation here recently where, and, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, um, I try my best to, to help out those around me, especially, you know, close friends and family. And a, a, a few months back, I was able to, um, loan, um, a friend of mine, some cash. They needed some cash. I was I was in a position to where I was able to do so. Here recently, a mutual friend of ours has reached out to me um, because they knew that I loaned them some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, another friend of ours reached out to me and asked for a loan. And I'm not in a position right now to give that loan. Mm-hmm. Um, am I being equal and fair? Um, you brought up time and life happening right um mm-hmm. variables of life i was a va- i was able then i could afford that opportunity then but i can't now mm-hmm. um so it's not that i'm not being equal or not, i'm not um being equitable it's just i just don't have the means or the resources in order to do it right now mm-hmm and I've been on both sides. I, I can relate. I've been on the side where I've asked and I've been on the side when I've given. And there's so many variables to play within that. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand. I understand the one side where I would tell the person, I'm like, hey, I'll pay you back in this particular time and wasn't able to due to some circumstances in life. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I've also been where I've loaned and, and it didn't turn out the same exact way. And Right. And so I, I completely understand that. And I think the point that be, you bring up as far as the variables of time and then just life, mm-hmm. two variables that, in my opinion, I can't control. No, you can't. Probably one of the more valuable assets mm-hmm. that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one thing you can't really control at all. And you definitely you can't take back time. <laughs> you know, you really can't take back time and. Sometimes is 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 just not in the right time. It's just people are not in the right place uh, mm-hmm. to be able to either give or receive. Um, but that doesn't mean that you know you can say, oh well, I wasn't being treated fairly or with the same opportunity or the same equality as you were able to treat your friend, you know, three months ago. Well, li- life has changed. Uh, yeah. Three months has gone by, you know, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, there's so much that can happen within that span of time. Hey, there's so much that can happen within the span of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. I could come out of I'm going to come out of this discussion, this situation differently than I woke up to at, you know, nine o'clock this morning or even um, at noon when I was preparing. So uh, so much changes. Uh, but. I don't I don't know that you can really um put much stock into trying to evaluate the level of equality that was ascertained in the in, in the in any transaction as if you if you consider the variable of time and life. Mm-hmm. 
Based on your own experience, I'm curious to hear when it comes to this whole concept of equality, what do you think are the things that are earned within that? And what would you say are the things that are given, so to speak? Given as in given you have as, the right? As like in you have the right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, um, and that could my, be a loaded question. <laughs> right, right. So in my experience, and I'm going to, I'm just going to be kind of um, just uh, general uh, mm-hmm. on, on this one, as far as what's earned is um, respect. So I think respect and earning that respect um, should also earn you a level of equality. Um, I should be respected. So as a military person, and and it's interesting because rank plays a part in this. Um, as a military individual, the higher rank you have, the higher responsibility you have, um, the more of a leader, quote unquote leader, you should be. Mm-hmm. So you should be in a more respected position um, and treated more equally to those who share the same rank. Right. However, if you haven't earned that respect and you're just using kind of your positional power of just holding that rank and there's not a whole lot of respect, a lot of people aren't going to treat you on an equal ground. For instance, um, I was deployed. Right. And um, there is an individual above me. I was at, at the time a staff sergeant, an individual above me who was a tech sergeant. And uh, we were it was real world um, situations. We were generating aircrafts, which means we were loading them up with live bombs and stuff. And the person above me is the expediter who like just runs the, the, the line, tells everybody, you know, what to do, um, which aircraft to load, the configuration. And the person above me was dropping the ball. It was just not doing a good job. Um, and they were removed from that position and I was put in that position to replace them uh, just based off of my history of being able to do the job and do it well and being able to be a leader. Um, now I'm still a staff sergeant at this point, but I'm working on the level of other tech sergeants. Um, my respect though, because I was able to do my job and do it well and get the job done Mm -hmm. was equal to that of tech sergeants on that higher level, Mm -hmm. even though I was just a staff sergeant. Now to answer your other question about what is given or what you have the right to Mm -hmm. um in my experience as far as equality goes i have the right to how do i say this uh and i know we talked about the opportunity i have the right to seek opportunity Mm -hmm. i have the right to come to you and ask for that for myself. Like, especially if you have given that right to somebody else, you, you've given that opportunity to somebody else. I at least have the right to come to you and ask for it. Now you can deny me, but in impartial treatment and inequality, I have the right to come to you and ask of you f- for the same thing that somebody else did. 
mm-hmm. same thing with your 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 bank situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the right to make that same phone call. That should be given to me. Mm-hmm. At least the opportunity to yeah. to come to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. What are the forms? And obviously, feel free to go as as broad or deep as you want. But in your own experience, your own life, what have been the inequalities that you went through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, just you know, being uh, a, a black man um, in this country, there there were. So when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pretty good writer. I can write pretty well. I've already always been able to write a level or several levels above what I I, I could. I thought I was capable of. Um, And I was in, I don't know, like the eighth grade. No, I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school or something like that. And we had a big research paper that was going to be due at the end of the semester. And it was going to, you know, be a large part of our grade. And I wrote this paper and it was a really good paper. I spent time on it. I used, you know, words that I knew in my vocabulary, but maybe, you know, on somebody else of my level, um, it wasn't common. Uh, And I don't know if this is more of equality as it is is maybe uh, a little bit of a discrimination, but I turned that paper in. And when I received that paper back, um, I was told that based off of my demographic that I was not capable of writing to such a level. I was uh, accused of plagiarism, Mm -hmm. of finding that paper somewhere online. Um, And at this time, online wasn't that big. like that. (laughs) But uh, uh, finding this paper somewhere online and uh, I was accused of using words that I didn't even know. I mean, there was just red all over this paper. And what I felt, I felt that I was not equally treated to maybe if I was somebody of a lighter complexion Mm -hmm. um, that had turned in this paper. uh, I feel like that paper would have gotten the score that it deserved. I had to fight for that score. To, mm-hmm. to have that score, you know, brought to me. I had to prove my level of in- intellect. I had to prove my skill level of writing. And I felt I was not equally uh, treated as if I was to be somebody of a lighter complexion. Now, I went to a high school that was predominantly um, Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the majority of black people in my high school was, you know, they were related to me. They were even my brother or cousin or something. Um, so being treated fairly, having equal opportunity was something that I really had to really, I felt like I had to fight or constantly prove um, that I deserved that status, that I deserved that opportunity. Um, and in that case, I deserved that grade. Mm-hmm. I deserved an equal examination of that paper, an, an equal evaluation, if you will, of that paper that I wrote based off of my own merit and it, and not based off of um, the color of my skin to determine the caliber of my intellect. Do you still experience similar things? 
Say again. Do you still experience similar events, similar situations? Um, I think I do. And how do you process them? How do you make sense out of those situations? Mm, that's a good question because one thing that I have to remind myself is that I am in a I am in a country where um a lot of times, you know, equality is an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh especially based off of my background, uh based off of who I am. So not only am I black, but uh, you know, I'm also pansexual. So um that on top of all of that and just trying to be treated equally or um at least afforded equal opportunities um is tough. So I can't I can't say that for sure I can't say that um the reason why I haven't been given a certain opportunity or whatever is because of the color of my skin, but I can mm-hmm. look at the signs around it. I can look at the situation and if I cannot find any fault of my own, what other thing do I have to really point at other than my physical appearance? So for instance, um, you know, we compete in as, as, as a, uh, a tech sergeant, staff sergeant, or whatever in the United States Air Force, you compete for a position to receive a promotion rating. So you can go for a promotion and you prom- you compete to promote. Um, and there are ways that you can really uh, bolster up your, your, your package or your, your credentials to have a higher chance of promotion. Um, and there have been instances where I was denied the opportunity, not here recently, mm-hmm. um, here at this base, but in different previous bases and different assignments, I've been denied the opportunities to um, add to my own credentials and my own thing, uh, especially when I'm the only Black American in my organization, in my unit, and I can see no fault and nobody else can tell me anything that I've done wrong. Um, well, what else is there? Mm. What does that concept look like when it comes to different cultures? Uh, I'm completely assuming here, but I'm assuming that you've traveled to probably other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just about to embark on a trip of my own in September where I go to, I'm planning to go to 24, 24 different countries. But with the whole intention of like wanting to experience more and learn and expand my own perspective. But in your experience, when it comes to this concept of equality, what have you seen as far as the major differences go? And I'm not trying to put any particular culture in in the spotlight, but there's got there's probably some variation and some difference. Right. Oh, there's so many. There's so many differences. But, you know, different different countries and different cultures value different things and they don't see certain things as taboo um, as, you know, maybe we we do here in America or uh, even in England. Um, so uh, I, I, I've been in countries where I, the color of my skin was something to be praised. Um, I've been in cultures where you don't see a lot of people of, of my color. So uh, people wanted to, you know, take pictures of me. 
Uh, I had people who wanted to cross busy streets just to come and touch me because I was, you know, seen uh, as um, good luck or uh, or something like that. But I've also been in places where I was denied the opportunity to uh, rent a home because at the time I was married and my wife was um, Caucasian. So we were, you know, a biracial couple. And uh, the this was also overseas. This was um, in a different country, in a different culture. Um, you know, so they we, we we wanted this house to rent. And um, once they found out that we were the couple trying to rent the house, they said no, um, simply because we were a biracial couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a human thing, um, and it's a I think it's a um, not necess- maybe it's a learned behavior. Maybe you know there's a whole nature versus nurture thing, especially in different cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's a conscious decision, right? Mm. So even even if you were raised in a certain culture, you do not no longer have the opportunity to make a different decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a conscious decision. Once you are no longer, and I use this word um, sparingly, and I, I say ignorant, but once you are no longer in the realm of not knowing, Mm-hmm. And you do now know what's right and what's wrong or what's truth and what's not truth. You're just you are then accountable for the this conscious decisions that you make. I will also say, expand upon that, like when I was able to, I guess you could say, become more conscious or step, step into this realm of consciousness, the decisions that I started to make, it, it's. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. It's more of like a feeling mm. now that I experience. You know, if I'm walking my dog and I consciously choose to leave his dog poop wherever it is, like that, it's like haunting me. Yeah. It yeah. haunts me to a point where like it, I literally have to turn around and go pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, now I stopped doing that, how, I don't know, however many years ago by now, and I just pick it up on the spot. But I just know it's it's interesting to observe the thinking that goes through my mind. And st- I stand there and I look at I'll take a peek <laughs> at it. And then it's like there's that split thing. It's like, do you pick it up? Do you not? And then there's the consciousness. They're just like so overwhelming. It's like, no, you have to pick it up. Like yeah. you're aware of it. You know the consequences of it. You mm-hmm. have suffered the consequences yourself by stepping into it multiple times. Right. So, and that's the same thing applies to like trash, recycling, like some of these other things. And yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's one of those situations where it's like, once you know, you really know. Right, right. And you know, that that brings up a good point too, um, as far as morality and equality. And uh, especially when you're on the, the, the side of providing um, an opportunity of equal equality, if you consciously decide not to give that opportunity to somebody, yeah, can are you are you good? You know, you, you, <laughs> if you chose to let that poop sit there and walk away, are you good? Are you struggling? Um, you know, uh, it's it, a level of suffering. It is. It definitely is. It's definitely a an internal battle. And you know, then I wonder too for those who maybe have that battle. Mm-hmm. And still do nothing about it. 
what 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 happened? Where was what was the cognitive thought process there? What was the thought process? Mm-hmm. You 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 were faced with this m- moral um, decision, right? You're you're mm-hmm. with this moral struggle. You know that you should pick up the poop. You know you should give this opportunity to this individual and not be biased or not be discriminative. Um, you have this internal struggle. You think on it. And then on the other end, you still choose not to pick up the poop or you still choose not to give that opportunity. So where, what was happening? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get curious about the same exact thing. I think the process alone, it's so, it, it is a form of suffering in mm. my opinion. And I just realized after a while, it's like, I don't want to put myself through that anymore. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to make the decision to pick it up or like yes. take out the trash and not litter and things like that. And, and I, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily me choosing to do what I'm doing because I realize that now it's become a responsibility. Like it's really no longer even a job or a title or a position. It's a form of responsibility. Right. It's a form of responsibility to create spaces like this for other people, which I know you also do mm-hmm. through your podcast of your own that I'll showcase here at the bottom. But I'm curious to hear when it comes to this particular work in this podcast that you started, like when did that make sense that, hey, I'm going to take this next step forward and I'm going to actually form a responsibility around the information that I choose to share with other people and how I process it? Yeah, so um for me is it's always been about lifting uh lifting myself up developing myself but also choosing to develop those around me um because what is the i don't know i guess my logic behind it is what is where is the um i guess status the award if Mm -hmm. you're the only one who's being raised up um if i'm claiming myself to be king of the hill Mm-hmm. but I'm standing on a hill of crap, then, well, then I'm the king of crap, right? <laughs> right? But if I choose to climb a hill and I'm bringing diamonds and gold and coveted items up with me and I put that all around me and I'm claiming to be king of this, this, these diamonds and these gold and these this platinum, all these coveted items, well, then I'm the king of something great. Mm-hmm. Um, and those and everything around me are also great, just as great. If I can afford that opportunity and provide that opportunity for somebody else, even if it's just one person, Mm -hmm. if I can give that opportunity to somebody else, not only am I increasing myself, but I'm increasing those around me. And that's what it's all about. That's what the podcast was all about. That's what the conversation when I reached out to you was all about. Because when, you know, when I was talking um, on your other show with um, Mm -hmm. Scott Mason and, you know, I was like, man, this is an opportunity right here. Um, I can take so much from Oleg, but Mm -hmm. I think I can also give so much as well. Mm -hmm. We can grow together. Um, We have the opportunity. Um, so this podcast, using the podcast Ignite and the platform of that um, and affording that uh, that possibility, um, that opportunity to everybody else, that's that's what I live for. Oh, and that and that is exactly what you did. In fact, Scott and I were discussing it afterwards, you know, the responses that you put together, 
it was the same exact uh, energy from both of us. It's like, wow, the thought and the, the energy that you put in it. I mean, well, one other step that I was going to go beyond is literally comp copy those comments and send it to you just in case you ever want to write a book about those things. But <laughs> no, seriously, I think it's like looking at those things and understanding that, okay, here is an equal opportunity, so to speak, where mm -hmm. anyone can participate, anyone can share their thoughts, but you get to choose. Mm -hmm. You get to choose what those thoughts are. You get to choose how you engage. You get to choose what you take as far as the action goes after the show mm -hmm. is over. Do you mm -hmm. connect here? Do you connect there? You know, now we're collaborating all from that, so to speak, space. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I admire that about you choosing to start that in the Ignite podcast and wanting to create that space. And I'm going to completely assume here and correct me if I'm wrong, but probably because there were times throughout your life where you didn't feel like you have similar opportunities. And so in order to reverse the role, that's what you've tried to do. Yes. Um, and even now, so, uh, sometimes I feel like, um, not that I'm being held back, but, uh, maybe I'm being overseen. Um, and I just don't have, I, I want to, I put my voice out there, but maybe it's not being heard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know what that feels like and I don't want others to feel that way. If I can provide a stage, um, if I can create a stage or a platform and hand you the mic, then I'm going to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I have several, you know, projects and stuff that I've been working on and, uh, they're all, none of them are about me. They start with me, mm -hmm. but I'm a facilitator. I facilitate, um, opportunity. Mm -hmm. I facilitate growth, growth for others. And that also turns into growth for me. Because <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, uh, these conversations, being able to meet with different people, especially, uh, uh, you know, high, uh, intellect or just experience, there's so much to take from that. So, yeah, there's there's a piece in it for me, mm -hmm. um, definitely. Um, but there's so much in it for everybody else that I can help give that to. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for being connected to me and in my life and having had this impact, obviously you and I can continue talking for however long and we'll definitely be back for multiple other versions and variations of it. But yes. I'm just glad that we we're able to do this. And outside of that, look forward to staying connected and learning about other ways that we can continue to support each other. Of course. And it's been a true honor, Oleg. And I can't wait to see how, um, how things go in the future. Uh, you know, it's never a one and done thing with me, you know, um, I make lifetime connections. So this is awesome. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, Consider supporting our cause by making a donation through our website at overcomingodds.today so we can continue creating and sharing these courageous and inspiring conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.
We'll be right back.